that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. That's, I didn't start, I, but sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. Welcome, y'all, to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. I am one of the hosts, Gabriel Wrench. I have with me, of course, Pastor Praise the Lord, Toby Pastor. Sumter. The Lord. Here I am. Glory. And Glory. don't forget Chocolate Smooth Knox. Hey, well, thank you. you Sitting know, you across just, the table. You know, this I thought is it was, the second show you done complimented in such a nice way. <laughs> Where's my wallet at? Yeah. I thought it was Smooth Chocolate Knox. Well, chocolate Smooth Knox? I, I sound like yeah. a smoothie now. Let's uh, just stop. We were, we were doing so good. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate Chip Knox? Whoa, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, we got uh, to the show today. Is just us. Well, hey. hey, just us. Oh no, what do we do? How about we interview? Don't you look at me, <laughs> Chocolate Chip Knox? Us. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, hey, yes. You know what? I got we interview us. Pastor, I got a lot of questions. Uh, story time with Pastor Toby. We should definitely uh-huh. have story time. Yeah. I, I, I have a story I want to hear. Uh, no. <laughs> you want to hear, not no. tell. So, for those for those who are tuning in, this is our our are going to be about our fifth episode. This is our fifth drop, number five, yeah. number five, number and five. and we've had four. I hopefully, um, uh, if you're still listening, yes, <laughs> thank you, because <laughs> we're in this for the long haul. <laughs> hey, hey, you should advertise with us. Oh yes, right. Yes. Advertise with us. You can um, advertise with us on our show. Uh, we have uh, banner space on our website. Man, uh, we can plug your product. There's just a bunch of stuff we can do for you guys. Just email yeah, us. Got a business? Got a school? Yep. Mm-hmm. A school. Got, got something right. going on? Mm-hmm. A ministry that you want to mm-hmm. drive some traffic there? Mm-hmm. Or yep. just support Cross Politics? Or just okay, support just, us? Yeah, no. Well, they, they can't. We're we aren't nonprofit. That's okay. Yeah, but, That's okay. but, it's, just, yeah. but it's just encouraging. Jesus was a nonprofit. It's just, it's just <laughs> he a, took an there's it's, categories it's that just, just weren't there back then. Encouraging and and. It's just great to hear from people, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. yeah. I mean, we, we email us. You can email us. What? What's the, our email address, Toby? Crosspolitik at, at gmail. gmail. <laughs> All right. At gmail. Toby's the me. pastor, not the businessman. A, yeah. Right. He leaves that to the deacon. We're on, yeah. we're on, That's right. We're on Twitter. The administrator at uh, Crosspolitik at at, at Crosspolitik. Crosspolitik and, and then Facebook, and of course, Facebook, Facebook uh, uh, Facebook forward slash Crosspolitik. Uh, YouTube and YouTube. Yes, check out our YouTube channel. Although we aren't really updating it very much right now, we got a lot of content. We got some audio up there. We will got we got some more video coming. We got some pretty cool stuff coming down on Facebook or YouTube. So just subscribe. Stuff will come when you uh, when we update it. So Uh, also, we have all those websites, but who manages that stuff? So are we actually going to get a chance to talk to Pastor Toby if we hit up Cross Politic? It's good that we have that there. But what's what? How would I get on Twitter and contact Pastor Toby? I wondered if I should go to my cousin's gay wedding. Can I get <laughs> like you know? I want to be able to send you that stuff on Twitter. Where would I? Who would I? At symbol to T J Sumter. T J Sumter. T J Sumter. Sumter. And that's really the only Twitter name you need. That, that's <laughs> yeah. you don't send those to me. I no. no. 
No, I'm not a pastor. I'm, I'm not going to give you, you wise send, counsel. You send all your film questions <laughs> to Chocolate Knox. No, I, no. yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. Was it at your your Twitter handle uh, at Chalk Knox? I, I have no idea. At Chalk Knox, I kind of moved to Instagram. Yeah. What? Did you really? I, I really made the move to Instagram. No, Instagram is where it's at. What, if you what like, goes on there? Just he's pictures. A, he's right? a movie guy. He's a picture if, guy. If, picture you know guy. what? If you like beautiful images, if you yeah. want to see what people are doing with mm-hmm. art right now, I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna find you. Yeah, it's chocolate Knox. Uh, chocolate underscore Knox. So I'm on Instagram, so. but I only go on when my brother posts a picture on Instagram, and that's it. When there's something I want right. to see, it's safe on Instagram. Yeah, oh, I don't even know my login and password. It's I just don't. still there. Yeah, it's yeah. just no. Yeah. In. I've kind of moved away from Facebook because I get in too many baptism debates on Facebook. <laughs> I, it's, it's like, you know, just, stop. You, know, just, yeah. just you know, Facebook for me is like crack. You know, you see an argument on there, you know, and you're like, I'm not supposed to. I shouldn't touch Say no. it. Say I'm no. not gonna that leads it. me to my first article, uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're welcome for the segue. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the segue into our culture and politics and fun discussion with the what's on the latest news. With cross politic, um, the most scariest and probably unwanted segment on cross politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, please, please get to, get to the real stuff. Yeah, don't talk uh, about news. Don't give us your thoughts. Yeah, on what's going on. Do we need to on. cover our children's ears? <laughs> yes, it's bad. There's some Let's episodes that you've already listened to yeah. where you probably had to <laughs> cover your children's yes, ears. Yes. <laughs> Trigger warning. My son said, "Hey, daddy, what did you talk about today?" Uh, um, guns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, this yeah. this this could be a long show. It could <laughs> oh, be. Oh, yes. it could be a long oh, show. No, what do you have in front All of right, you? Come on, so, um, uh, speaking of crack, um, <laughs> prescription heroin gets the green light in Canada, so you can get your prescription heroin in Canada. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, and that's not crack. What what's what cracks <laughs> what cracks me up about all this? No. Oh. oh, stop it! Where's your sound effects? Stop, I know. Come where's on, the, where's the boom? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> this uh, is going to be a long it's, show. It's news when we legalize marijuana, or it's news when we legalize a drug or prescription drug, or put more government control around the the market of drugs, and that that is it's it's just a funny. Heroin. Dynamic heroin. It, well, this sh- one's sh- heroin. Oh, okay, but but why all of a sudden? Why do we care about these vices? That's what that's what this is basically. We're just we're just legalizing more vice. I don't actually have a problem with marijuana being legalized at all. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is what they're being legalized in the name of. So you you don't have a problem saying <clears throat> um, heroin, cocaine, marijuana? They should all be legal. I think I think there's been more damage. On the war, um, trying to fight drugs, than there has been. Um, I, did, I didn't ask the you what the damages were. I asked you, do you think it should be legal? Absolutely, I think it should be legal. So no one should have any sort of regulation on the issue of of heroin, marijuana. Just let everybody have free reign on the issue on, on their drugs, and then watch your streets just go down. No, it's the same problem with the tim- uh, the teetotaler well, movement. It, it, well, it's, um, it's you went yeah you made alcohol illegal in the twenties, and you just created all kinds of gangs and thug opportunities. To take advantage it's, of that black it's, market, it's not against the law, nor should it be to you know take a shot at Drano. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like you can be dumb. Uh-huh. You know, you you can you know. Who was I talking to? I had, it's, I had it's, some legal, it's legal to be dumb. I had some friends. Absolutely, I had some friends out from West Virginia, and um, he went through uh, this phase of of drugs where he'd go get a bottle of um, uh, not Pepto Bismol, um, Rubitocin, Rub- Rubitocin. Uh, I say it right? That's no, it right? No, no. How do you say it? 
<laughs> you guys, say it for me. Someone. No, no. I, no. I Robitussin. Know, we, Robit, who uh, Robitussin? Yeah, okay. Right. Right. Oh, is that better? We heard of that. And, <laughs> and they call it. This is getting more and more fun. It's going to be a long show. And he'd go get a bottle. And it's basically like, kind of like, sort of like a hallucinogenic effect if you drink so much. And he would do that. He'd go to the, the store. And oh, wow. See, so we should, honestly, we should make Robitussin illegal. Yeah. If you drink the whole bottle all at once. Why, why'd you look at me like that, Pastor? Pastor looked at me like, shut up. <laughs> I want to say what you can't say right now. Like, Knock, shut yep. up. That's just stupid. Yep. Take a, <laughs> That's I just, stupid. What if? From now on, I want you just to say what you think my face yeah, means. That, that, yeah. You just lost your interpret, mind. You got to get out of here. Under church discipline right now. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, should, I mean if no. drugs are causing bad things to happen in the community and people aren't able to govern themselves... Hey, I just want everybody to know right now, I'm playing the devil's advocate. <laughs> I gave up. I'm, I'm ready to move on to another article. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think everybody else did, but yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, so I'm playing yeah. the, but so these things are hindering and destroying our community, and you want drugs on the street so that people can continue to sell them and destroy the fabric of our communities. Yeah, what's the the question here is what is the civil magistrate's job? Ma- I'm sorry, I couldn't ma- hear you. Ma- <laughs> do you have a deaf ear? You don't have a deaf ear, so you can't do What that. is the civil magistrate's job? What is the role? Well, well, that uh, his to protect people, to protect men. His job right? is to punish evildoers. So Romans 13 says that God's given him the sword. Yes, he's a, he's a deacon. He's a deacon. He's a right? minister of God's justice, right? And right. just before that, at the end of chapter 12, it says, "Leave vengeance to the Lord." He repays, right? So right. we don't take vengeance into our own hands, right? We don't repay evildoers. Um, and that frees us to love our enemies, to do good to all men. And we let uh, the civil magistrate, who's oh, the minister of, of God's justice, to punish evildoers. His job is not um, a preventative, in, 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 except oh, for, okay. except in so far as the administration of justice and punishment for crimes is preventative. So you're saying whatever fallout is from the <clears throat> drugs is what he should be punishing. Absolutely. So he shouldn't punish somebody's stupidity. Right. If someone is getting, getting so here, high... So here, here's an example. Yeah, right, right, right. Here's an example. The teacher should... And if we take the civil magistrate and we, we put him in a classroom and say he's the teacher in a certain way, this, this analogy breaks down. I was going to say, you are. Uh, no, <laughs> so good. No, it breaks down. It breaks down. But all I mean is, so I don't think the civil magistrate's job is to make sure the students study good. Okay. They, they can study however they want. They can not study. They can study a little bit. They can study upside down. They can study late at night. They can study early in the morning. They sure, can study sure. whatever. There's well, freedom on how they study. But then there's the test. Right. And and then there's you pass or you fail. Yeah. You know, and um, and the civil magistrate's job is only to judge sort of actual act- actions, outcomes, and, th- and that's to be judged by the law of God. Um, mm-hmm. And so if, oh, if there's a crime committed. Yes. Then. It's punished. Right. So you, That's you, it. you you said that so nothing really technically is illegal. No. Like lots like, of things. Did, did, I mean, murder. Did, murder is illegal. Right. But Adultery I mean items, is illegal. Items are stealing available. is illegal. Right. So someone can't steal my crack. <laughs> yeah. Right. <Absolutely. laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. David I can, I can. Un, under If you want to die on that mountain, David. If you want to... <laughs> hey, I was saying that was hilarious. So, 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 you win. So, so if 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 somebody is uh looking suspicious. Right. <laughs> I love this. 
That's well. That's what happens when you're in a studio that's right above a piano shop. I love this. Yes. <laughs> if somebody is looking suspicious, they're not punishable. So, so someone who, uh, okay, they have to commit a crime. Well, as you're talking about this, the people who are in the Black Lives Matter movement yes. and people who are, are screaming about the police are being unjust. Right? Yes, this is the best argument I've heard in support of them. So that that's what I've been saying. This, this frees actually, them. When I when I've brought this up a few times, I've been saying, guys. Anybody that cares about injustice, yeah, right? Driving my black, you know, whatever it is, um, we need a standard, and the biblical standard of justice is actually the safest one. It's 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 it's, it's protection, and it mm. and it says that you you cannot punish people just purely because you have suspicions, or mm. that you're selling drugs on the corner. Well, that would yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, I mean, right, right if, now they got they got to they got to carry out the laws on the books, and you know I think there's a, a place for serving in a society, even even though certain laws maybe don't even when so, they're, so Colin even when they're legalistic. In, so in one sense, sure. you stand behind Colin Kaepernick in one sense. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and but in another, you're saying, not, but he's not, not going far. Enough. His, his what he looks for for justice is definitely not right. far enough absolutely. at all. Right, absolutely. right. He's yeah. he's seeking a, a form of justice that. I mean, I wish I wish you were kneeling and praying to Jesus. Yeah. Come on, pray, yeah. hey, high five. And, and asking asking God, the one who rules the world, in the name of Jesus, to bring yeah. justice to America. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, you're about to jump into another story, aren't you? I, I, I can, can hold. Sit here and talk to Pastor. Well, I no, can no, no, hold. Jump in. Jump okay. In. So I got a a that our next article. We've talked about this, and this is going to keep coming up because it needs to. Like like the issues around sexuality in America, we are confused. Cover your children's and, ears. No, no, this, this isn't a cover your children's ears. This, is, this isn't a cover your We're children's ears. We're going to have to put that warning over the front of this. <laughs> Vanderbilt University is asking faculty to tell everyone they meet on campus to um, ask what pronouns they prefer to go by. So when you introduce a- yourself, you, you preemptively need to tell them how you want to be referred by. You know what? I can't wait to talk this. to someone who... Love your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw that up like that. No, oh, I can't no. wait to talk to someone who doesn't want to be called a him uh-huh. when I'm talking to them because I'm only going to call them a him. him. Right. And I yeah, want to yeah, know what authority yeah. they're going to appeal to to make me stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. government. You know? And- Title Nine. <laughs> Title Nine. <laughs> My identity. So introduce yourself, offer your name, and pronouns which you be uh, which you refer prefer to be um, called by. Oh, man. So introduce yourself, Insanity. your name, and then your pronoun. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, my my pronoun is. This is <laughs> this is being pushed by the fact. <laughs> yeah, don't forget it. Every time, every time, every time. Oh, that's no, no. hilarious! If you forget, I'm gonna sue you. Yep. Yeah, Title IX. Title well, well, why are they after that though? Faculty Senate Gender Inclusivity Task Force is pushing that. Yeah, of course. So they have they have a task force assignment. What's the end game? Though? Vanderbilt. There's an end game to this, right? They, look, one thing I know about um, the liberals and the homosexual movement and um, the abortion movement, all, all these guys, they have an end game that they're after. And usually, the things that we they point us to to say, "Hey, fight this," they're going somewhere else. You know, they're trying to push somewhere yeah. else, way right. past the the issue of pronouns. Right. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, and I'm wondering, I'm, I'm looking around the corner, like, okay. You ever see somebody do something so crazy? Okay, where I'm from, they they do this hit on you where they they'll bump, you know, they'll hit your bumper. You get out to look at your bumper, and the car in front of you will jump out and rob you or take your car, and they'll, they'll steal it. 
Oh, no. Because you're getting out to check on what happened behind you. So there's two people who are playing this game, one in front wow. and one in the back, yep. right? So they bump you and you don't get out. They bump you, you drive off. Right. Where I'm from. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> wow. I, but, but that technique yeah. is one of the ones that I'm watching. When I'm watching the, the, the homosexual right, right. movie, right. it's been the same right. way. Right. Hey, guys, we just. We just really want equality. We don't want to be married. That's not. We're not after marriage, bump, we, and we want to destroy. Bump, 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 right, bump. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and, then, <laughs> and then they, and they get, get out in the car. Your, get out of your car, and they're like, yeah. "We're married." Yeah. <laughs> Shut we, up. Not and only it, that, but we just took your wife <laughs> and your family that was in the car when you right. got out. Yeah. We're married. Right? If you say we're not married, you're a hater. You're a hater, right? right. So there's now, something. Yeah. So they're bump. Hey, we want to be called by whatever pronoun we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bump. Yeah. So what's that play? What's the play yeah. now? What are they after? Why yeah. is this? Why is a college saying we need to teach the students that are coming here? You know, so I want to be wise and say there's this is a bump. I think yeah. I think that's a great point. I think the issue here is I, th- I think there's going to be um, increasingly the, 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 this is insane. Yeah. You can't actually keep up with this. Of course not. Which yeah, means right. that right. everything is going to come down to whether you are considered in the club or out of the club. <laughs> there we go. That's it. There, there we and, go. And so if you're in the club, then there's grace for you. Yep. You know, and so, you know, you maybe you go along, you toe the line a little bit here and there. You you know, you, you give- Hillary Clinton you, can say deplorable you, you and get away You give the money, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're in right. the club. And so it yeah. doesn't matter. And there's grace for you. But if you're not in the club, there's no grace for you. And I think I think it's a it's a um, so it's, they defining lines it's a, more. Yes, it's a divisive mm. move, and I think there there there's going to be those who go along with the charade, who go along with the game, and you don't have to go along with it perfectly. Right, right, right. Well, and I, but but if you don't go along with it, if you say, "Wait a second, this is dumb," we get to categorize you now. This is dumb. You're a hater. Yeah, you're a discriminator. They're broadening their borders. You're 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 yeah. you're with the, you might as well be Ku Klux Klan. You might as well right. you know whatever. Yeah. Like you're, you know you're you're just that's you. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, and I think I, I want to add to that point is I think a, um, they don't, don't even quite know where this is taking them. Oh, right? that, that's God's, absolutely true. God's absolutely true. God's crave I, no, to be right. king of the mountain. All competing gods. There's always going to be someone sovereign. There's always going to be a god sovereign. And when there's a fight for that, um, we talked. You mentioned in the last episode that um, this is going to be a violent movement. It yeah. will eventually become a violent movement. That's right. because a, the the god of that system wants to be on top of the hill. Right. Wants to be king of the hill. And this is, yeah, this is ultimately a satanic thing. Yeah, this is right, ultimate. Right, right. This is ulti- the end here. What's the end? Well, the end is the grave. Yeah, yeah. the end is you know the outer darkness. You know, away from God, away from all goodness. But yeah, do these people? Know, I mean, no, they don't know what they're doing. There's not. I mean, I maybe there's a few people, but most of the people are not thinking to themselves. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to destroy, you know, right. civilization. Right. They don't quite know what they're doing. No, right. they, uh-huh. they're doing it in the name of freedom and you know whatever. Um, and, and, and I would add, it's the Bible. It's not like um, our God, the God of the world, the God of the Bible. He also wants to be at the top. He also is supreme over everything. No, not not once. Is yeah. Is. I'm, I'm using their language yeah. of how they'd want to talk about it in a Demos world. Um, good save. Yeah. Good save. <laughs> no, I was that was intentional. That was, that that was intentional. <laughs> Ooh, a lot of little Greek there, baby. Uh, Speaking in tongues. If you guys didn't know, if you guys didn't know, and and God is so it that, but the competition that is going on there is is fruitless, is um uh, impotent, and and the way Jesus and the way God deals with with sovereignty is He sends Jesus to lay down His life for us, um, versus the way they want to get to the top is through bloodshed fighting right. um 
uh, like you were saying, yeah, exclusion, create, exclusion, they kill the haters. Yeah, exclusion. Ultimately, yeah. That's and of course the irony is they're saying no, no hate. Mm-hmm. But like the the thing that they're doing is filled with hate. And and for for God so loved the world, He laid His Son down, and that meant He was dying for all the world, Ooh. all the world. I always love it when we get to the end because I know there's going to be some gospel stuff coming up. I, I just know it. Jesus is going to come out somewhere in this conversation. I just love it. <laughs> this is Cross Politic. Coming up next, this is a crazy show, guys. Thanks for staying with us. We don't know what's coming next. <laughs> The goal for New St. Andrews College, as it trains its students, is not to make people who will be able to go out and just get jobs, people who will just be bricks in the wall of our society. The goal for New St. Andrews College is to make students into men and women who will really impact culture. Welcome to the One Minute Apologist. apologist. If you had one minute to be able to unpack for the audience. We interview the world's leading apologists to provide credible answers to curious questions. Dr. Geisler, do all religions lead to God? All religions don't lead to God for one simple reason. They teach opposite things and opposites can't be true. Uh, Muhammad taught that there's only one person in God and Christianity says there's three persons in God. They can't both be true. You know, the Bhagavad Gita can't be the Word of God in the Bible, the Word of God. They teach opposite uh, beliefs. And the Book of Mormon can't be the Word of God and the Bible, the Word of God, because they have opposite beliefs. There's only one God, not many uh, gods. So if they all taught the same thing, uh, one, they'd be one religion, but the fact that they teach opposites, there are many religions, and opposites can't both be true. And they're on essential doctrines, not just uh, trivial little things. How do you tell a counterfeit? You tell a counterfeit not by its superficial similarities, but by its crucial differences. You don't tell a counterfeit $20 bill because you say it's 20, it's on paper, it's rectangular. Uh, it has some crucial differences than a, a real $20 bill. So we tell counterfeits not by superficial similarities, but by crucial differences. Superficial to say, we believe in God, we believe in Jesus. Yeah, which Jesus, which God? Crucial differences are their opposite beliefs about God. at the top of your northern idaho podcasts mm. five stars hey you should go to you should go to itunes itunes yes and iTunes. you should say whoop whoop oh yes On the co- hey yes. that's a good idea that's right cross politic right yes Boom, please buddy. please submit a review to our podcast and mention toby sumter's name in it five stars five stars that's right you know give us a little boost there on the itunes tell them yeah. tell them I think it helps people like they don't they see that and like it doesn't it kind of give you a little yeah it does a little yeah, bump it helps, helps, yeah, helps ring. other people might see it and be like hey listen we don't even care if you don't like the show just go there and put one star even I mean because <laughs> the fact that people are commenting means that people are engaging so yeah. you know hopefully we've annoyed you in one way or another if yeah. you love us well five and, stars. and Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Knox's bar is a little lower than mine but I guess whoa <laughs> no, 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 no 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 I'm more honest you're I that man I you're that man that we annoy more people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for this for this segment, 
Uh, Toby's going to start us off. <laughs> oh, he just busted you out. No, actually, I got it. Um, uh, I, I, for, this, for this part of the segment, I wanted to actually um, get to know uh, Chocolate Knox a little more. And we'll, uh, I'm serious. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm no. serious. I'm serious. Um, oh, uh, you moved to town. Are you going on two years? You're going on your third year here uh, going in Moscow. Third year. Yeah. Third year in Moscow, Idaho. Um, I came here in Ooh. 2002. Toby, when did you get? In 1998. Oh wow! And you remember, you remember, he came here with dreads. He came here with dreads. Don't forget. Why do we kill you? What do we got? What do we got to be doing this? (laughs) (laughs) And and there's a story behind that. I want to know one day. Yeah, we'll tell it. But Chuck Knox, you you grew up in the Midwest, didn't you? Uh, My parents were missionaries, and so I traveled between Mexico and Canada. Um, wow! I didn't settle down really right. until I was about nine years old. In there are in, missionaries in, in Canada and in Mexico. Yes, so mm-hmm. they did a traveling and everywhere in between. They traveled and preached. Uh, they were a part of a very interesting um, ministry uh, that was run at the time by David Turrell. He was a mm-hmm. he, he was a big name mm-hmm. in the South. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Tent revival guy okay. during that whole you know '60s '70s era. And okay. my family just latched onto it, yeah. um, and they just kind of joined that ministry. So. Yeah, I, and so I grew up. So where were you born? I was born in Oklahoma. No way, Oklahoma, right, Muskogee. So, so I was born in Denison, Texas, which is the we which heard. is on the border <laughs> of Oklahoma, and it's the first this line is of def- really about how he's from Texas. Yeah, I, I, right, that's <laughs> so what I, 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 I want to talk to you about how I'm from Texas. Uh, can, can I finish the story? <laughs> is it about and Texas game? It, it's yes and no, um, <laughs> it, but is on the border of Oklahoma, which yeah. was the first line of defense for those Okies crossing that border. What's up? Drop the mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you're it's in, our red river you're sitting across the you know table what? from an oaky you know oh man whatever yeah, yeah so i, I and, and you know you got, you got brothers and sisters i do uh <laughs> oh man papa was a rolling stone uh, <laughs> yeah I, I got some brothers and sisters uh my, my so my parents end up getting divorced right about the time i was nine my okay. dad previously before he had gotten saved he had probably fathered someone close to uh 12, 13 kids. Oh, my. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my sister and I uh, were the ones that I grew up in the house. I have my older brothers that Robert, Chris, or I'm sorry, Ashley and Chris, who I began to know as I got older. And we gotcha. saw them like a couple times a year. But gotcha. we ended up leveling ourselves down in Minneapolis. That's where Ooh, we leveled Minnesota. out. That's Minnesota, right. That's don't right. you know. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> when I got to Minneapolis, I like, man, there's hardly any black people here. Because uh, <laughs> it's cold. I got to Idaho and I was like, man, it's a Mecca over there in Minneapolis. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a Midwest is kind of my now, and and then did you grow up a Christian or when did you become a Christian? I did. So yeah. I I don't ever remember a time when I wasn't a Christian, um, but I remember a moment where God really convicted me of sin. I was at a tent revival, and I heard the preacher David Turrell, um, mm. For all the problems I have with them and their theology, there's mm. some stuff they would preach, man. That you know those hellfire yeah. and um, yeah. fire and brimstone sermons, and he said, "Don't die like a fool." Don't die like a fool. Don't mm. die like somebody who rejects the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm. a fool, and, and put their trust in their own knowledge. Be a person who dies in Jesus because mm. you will raise in Jesus. He will raise you up at the time. And I remember hearing that message. Mm. And I remember running. Down, I must have been like four or five. I remember running down to the altar. And, and at the altar, they would have these, these slopes on both sides. And the preacher would be in the middle. And then yeah. at the altar, because everybody falling out, speaking in tongues, they yep. had sawdust all on the ground, oh, wow. right? So wow. anybody who knows about tent revivals knows that sawdust. That sawdust. <laughs> wow. And you, you could smell that as soon as you drove up to the tent revival. And I remember running down to the altar, falling on my face and crying 
in the sawdust, all in my eyes, and just praying, God, save me. Save wow. me. I don't want to die like a fool. I don't want to die like a fool. Save me. And I didn't get up until like the end of service. Yeah. And if you know anything about those services, they last eight hours. Four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, so I grew up, you know, always in a Christian home, always knowing about God. Um, where my father might have fell off in places, my mom was absolutely nails. She was, mm. I, um, I don't know a more godly woman who has lived that life. She mm. has just been... Mm. Uh, in every way, a, a biblical example of a Christian. Wow. You know, so praise God for her. That's great. Praise man. God. Yeah. And then. Um, I feel like I'm on like interrogation no, I'm, stand. I'm, I, I, I want to get to know you. Oh, okay. Yes. Just like our audience wants oh, to get to know yeah, you. Yeah, we do. No, not really yeah. that interesting. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, at nine years old, Minneapolis. And what did your, what did your mom do? My mom was a registered nurse. Okay. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So my, my parents were pastoring too. They had a yeah. churches in between that time as uh-huh. well. But. Now, now, was she pastoring while she's also a nurse um, I, in Minnesota? The, no, she wasn't. Okay. Um, after, so once we grew up, my mom, man, there's a whole beautiful story about, so I became reformed at some point, And then I started realizing women pastors, not so much, you know, uh-huh. and which destroyed my mom and I's relationship because I was kind of like what they call the caged Calvinist, but I was caged reform. I should have yeah, been caged. Yeah. And I just didn't handle it right. Are you still kind of caged? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I, but yeah. That's, that's kind of the charismatic side. <laughs> it's a all, process. All charismatics in one sense that's or another are caged. That's so. why we have to edit, he's in the, he's edit, 12 step. edit out like every every show we're like, oh, we got to <laughs> yeah. edit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But, but yeah, so um, she was pastoring after I got married. She opened up a church again and uh, was still nursing and pastoring. What year was that? Uh, 2004. Is she still pastoring now? You know what? Her theology has changed in such a way that she is not pastoring now. That's the, the beautiful story. After going back and laboring with her and laboring with her mm. over the issue, uh, she felt like I wanted to pastor so that I can leave a legacy for my kids, you know? Right. And so right. I tell her, Mom, the, the best legacy my, my kids can have and your kids can have is covenant blessing. Yeah. Teach them how mm. to read the Bible. Teach them yeah. how to understand the Bible. Teach them the scriptures. Be that godly mom to me and be that godly grandma to them, right. you know, that I had. And all my biblical knowledge has come from my mother, right? Yeah. you know, while it's been tweaked and developed and, and refined over time, the principles, my Old Testament knowledge has come from her teaching Sunday school, teaching Bible studies. And so, and it's, she was just looking at now where I'm at now is because of such a solid biblical foundation there yeah you know so yeah there was a there was a gal um that i met in seminary uh the seminary went to erskine erskine yeah uh, theological seminary arp um associate reformed presbyterian is that a canadian no it's they're just there's they're scottish presbyterians came over on the boat and started seminary and started planting there's arp churches all over the southeast you go i mean they were really like faithful church planters yeah um, the denomination goes back to 1820s, I think is when it was, was founded. Um, and they, they, they don't ordain women, right? um, but they do allow anyone to come study there. And so there are people that are coming from different denominations who may do ordain women. Right. Right. Um, I got to know this really, <laughs> that's a great concept though, isn't, isn't, it? isn't it? It's like, we don't, we don't really support women preachers, we'll, but we'll, if we we'll have train. to have them, we're going to at least we'll, teach them. We'll teach them. Right. Well, I mean, so we, we get a lot of like, there was, there was, um, you know, women in the United Methodist church come and study for the ordination, um, PCUSA wow. and that kind of thing. And there was this, this sweet older black woman that came up from Atlanta to take classes and we were in the same class together and she sat next to me all the time. So we would chit chat and talk and, and she said to her granddad and her dad had both been Presbyterian ministers Wow! in this little Presbyterian church. 
uh, outside Atlanta. ARP? Uh, no, I think it was PCUSA. I think it was the. Okay. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was the other one. Because because the thing is, so she was she was going to be ordained. <laughs> So she was going to be the next pastor, but she was like, she'd, she'd look at me and she'd be like, but Toby, I don't really want to be the pastor. She says, but there's no men. Oh, wow. there's no men. My, my granddad died. My dad died and there's no men. And mm. she said, she, she looked at me and she said, so you know what I'm going to do? I decided I'm going to go to seminary because everybody said, since your dad was the pastor, you got to be the pastor now. And she says, so I'm going to study and I guess I'll do what I can do. And she said, I'm going to go back. And then she says, I'm going to teach those little boys about the Bible. Ooh. Whoa. She says, because I want those little boys to grow up to be faithful dads and, 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 and husbands, and they need to take over this church. Oh, yeah. Praise God. And I, and I, I, I thought to myself, you know, even though like I'm, you know, I'm with you, I'm like, I, I, don't, I, don't think, um, I don't think a woman should be ordained to the ministry. I, th- mm-hmm. I look at the same, like, I'm like, uh, that's exactly what you should do. <laughs> yeah. go, go back and teach those little boys, mm-hmm. and, and God, God bless her. You know, God, yeah. God, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, you, you think about the days of the judges or whatever, and you're like, you know, yeah, right. it's crazy right. sometimes. Situation and you're like, I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm, you know, I'll let God sort that out. You know, there, there's something that, um, it, it's, oh, man. Cause there's a total difference too, between a woman saying like, she got a chip on her shoulder and she's, right. she's like, she's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, no, like, yeah. what are you Who gonna, says I can't be a pastor? Know, I'm going to be a preacher, you know, what do you, me. you know, and, and there's, that's totally different yes yes than this woman and you know she was she's just you know she's just doesn't know what to do and and this is if there there are solid churches out there and there are men who are um who have graduated seminary who don't have a place to go right and and what and i don't know how big her church is or how how but um they're not usually willing to go into a situation like that and say look i will help you right you know help me and it, right. I, you know, let's, let's, let's be a, a people that can send, say, Hey, let's go, let's help that out. She doesn't want to be yeah. a, a pastor there. And yeah. she, she feels that she shouldn't be rightly. So let's give her more of a reason not to have to do it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You know, Cause her heart's in the right place. Her, her, the way she's going about this, she sees something that, right. okay, this is how God's designed it. You know, I'm, right. I'm going to try and push more for that. I'd hardly run into women who feel like that. Yeah. It's, I think it's kind of rare. Kind of uh, most of the women I run into are the guy that's called me. He's placed a, 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 the anointing yeah. on me, and I'm going to go preach a yeah. gospel. I'm going to go be a missionary. How are you going to tell me I can't right. fulfill that calling? That, that's, and, then, and, then, and then you have a problem, you yeah. know? And, and but, most, yeah. So, but believe it or not, most of the women who have influenced me the most <laughs> have been women pastors. Right. And to, the, to your, your friend's point is because there weren't men yep. around yep. who could take up the mantle and feared God. I mean, it's just the case. They weren't around. They didn't fear God. They weren't concerned about the church, yep. yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so what we have is, right. this is speaking in the black community, we have now a, most, a, lots of the churches that are pastored and run by women, Yep. you know? Yep. So, well, yeah. so what um, most, you- most, A lot of the white church is pastored by women who look like men. Ouch. Oh, <laughs> you can see your. You can send those emails to. Uh, your email address. No Pat? Twitter. Sh- Give us Twitter handle. No. <laughs> Chocolate no, 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 I didn't say. I, look, I got a lot of stuff that people are going to be sending me emails over. Yeah. But I didn't say that one. What were you going to say, Gary? Trans- oh, was, gen- transgenderism gonna... started in. <laughs> that was on the. Uh, in the, the evangelical, uh, the evangelical church. Keep, yes. keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna trouble. stand up here in my <laughs> my fancy black glasses and my my authentic with my latte. 
skin tight yeah. pants. Skin tight oh, pants. Don't and I'm going to sit on my stool. Oh, Did you say Stephen Furtick? And I'm going to you know, share you, with you. You know, there's a whole um, latte. I, I, I have what I call a latte pastor. Yep. He sits there and he does his office hours in Starbucks and thinks he's in the middle of engaging cultural battles. And he studies in Starbucks, knows all the Greek words and how to. And, and then he's a snowflake when he comes to the pulpit. Snowflake. Yep. And is that a racial reference? And, uh, <laughs> it's it's, it. it's no. everything. <laughs> it's, it's everything. Like, yes, all of it. Take it all in. <laughs> and and it melts it, on contact. That is that <laughs> latte oh, pastor, right? snowflake pastor is is killing our churches. Yes. yes. And it is it is all around. Um and and I, I, I our seminaries have been raising this our our um our Sunday schools have been raising this latte yeah. pastor. It's it's um uh um yeah. I, I've lived in six different states: Texas, Oregon, California, uh, New Mexico, uh, Colorado, now Idaho, and and it, and I in every state I've met that latte pastor. Yeah, and and there's there's I think there's a couple reasons why they exist. One of them is that the environment is demanding it. Yep. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, the people yep. are saying, "My is that? Mm, yeah, my ear is itching. Mm, yeah." <laughs> I need somebody who can scratch that thing. Yeah. Uh, where's a lot? I need talk, a Starbucks. Where's a latte? Starbucks? Can talk, I get a latte? Hey. And then they go to Starbucks <laughs> and they find a the guy sitting there with the Bible open. They're like, oh, right. "Are you a pastor?" Right. Yes, I am. Yep. Would you scratch this right here for me? Yep. Yes, I will. I scratch it for you every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday. So yeah. yeah, I mean, but the people are demanding this type of preaching, and and one of the things that, and I think part and, of the, and, and, and the leadership many, is and, willing to serve it up. They are. And many, I, I would, I'm willing to bet that many of the women who ministered to you growing up yeah. were more manly Absolutely. in the gospel oh, yeah. than these men. Well, and probably in more than one way, not just the preaching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there was no way. I mean, we heard stuff didn't get, you didn't get away with stuff in, in, in the yeah. church that I grew up in. Yeah. I remember that one time a friend of mine came in with his hair, um, his hair in braids. No, no, no offense, Pastor. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, was he was he white? No, he was black. Okay, because okay. you we said you said one, braids. We had one white dude in the uh, in the church, Pastor Mike, and this uh, uh, that's another story. Pastor Mike was the only married man who continued his marriage through the, the oh wow wow in yeah. the church that I know, yeah. wow. and and he was the most godly man, and he got more insults for being godly in that environment than anyone oh, else. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, um, so he walks into church while Pastor is preaching. And pastor turns and looks up and says, Jay, Jay, look at this. You just got your hair braided, didn't you? <laughs> Stand up, son. Stand up. Stood in the up. middle in of the church. Middle of church. Oh. Stood him up in the middle of the church and said, y'all look at this foolishness. Oh, yeah. Now, this is why y'all can't get jobs. Nobody respects you. You know. Wow. You need some Jesus, boy. Wow. And laid him out. He didn't get away. Did wow. he come back? Yeah, for yeah. years. Laid him out. Now, there wasn't a, uh, he never got converted yeah right there wasn't anything that changed in his life but mm. it almost was huh. a, an attention that he, he embraced right uh, he embraced attention but boy did he get shamed yeah. <laughs> right? so yeah wow. that, you came in with tight pants on and your little yeah. latte you know that wasn't gonna fly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd say uh, the flip side of this is um so you got the latte pastor you got the snowflake guy up in the pulpit doing whatever he's trying to do which i don't even know but um i think there's a there's a lot of pastors out there who feel like they're kind of fighting the battle on their own yeah, or, or feel like they're kind of carrying everything on their shoulders. Now I know in our denomination, I know a number of pastors who have um, pastored for a while and then burned out. Mm. Yeah. 
and and I those my I have pastoring pastoring is not for sissies. Not not for sissies. But also, there's there's kind of ouch. <laughs> Pastor, you just hitting them today with the big bat, aren't you? Um, the, oh man, this, like, this is my second show. I'm yeah, yeah. like, am I like, I'm, no. you quit? I'm a <laughs> sissy. I actually no, actually no. In all seriousness, I I do not mean that as a put down. I know that it sounds like a put down, but yeah. I actually no, actually I, I just mean it. I just mean it like yeah. like I'm a sissy sometimes too. Yeah, and like I'm, I and it's like it's not for sissies, and it's gonna it's gonna kick your butt. Yeah, it really is. It's and yeah. it's, I mean. I uh, look at the book of Acts. Well, I mean, I don't know, Jesus. I mean, we can I mean, go to the gospel, but Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, take up your cross. Yeah, that's right. Take up your cross. Not not a latte, not a couch. Not skinny jeans. Not skinny, a cross. That's right. That's public humiliation, shame, suffering, death. Mm. Take up a cross. And then you look at Acts. Look at the book of Acts. Peter and Paul. The, book of Acts, the thing I love about the book of Acts, maybe I've told you guys this before, but it's one of my, it's my new thing. Book of Acts. The Book of Acts. <laughs> you just read it no. for the first time. <laughs> it's my new thing. It's my new book. Yes, there's this book. It's called Acts. No, Peter and Paul. Um, the Book of Acts is the story of evangelism by riot. Mm. Evangelism by riot. It's the it's the expansion of the gospel by by riot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happens? The spirit gets dumped on the disciples, and they stand. And there's a commotion. Mm-hmm. There is a controversy, mm-hmm. and you just go walk through the Book of Acts. It's controversy, 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 controversy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole book. And the crazy thing is, Luke. <laughs> go ahead. Here it comes. Luke. After every single one of them, I, I there's only one of them that I can't find this on. But almost every, there's like twelve or fifteen of these mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. incidents. And after every single one of them, Luke says, and God added to their number 3,000. God added to their number. There were, you know, a bunch added that day. There were a bunch mm-hmm. baptized that day. All the leading women of the city were converted. Mm. You know, the Gentiles were greatly encouraged, right? Read yeah. the whole book. And when you think that, you know, it's like bad press, controversy, <laughs> controversy and riot, everybody's mad. And then Luke says, and God blessed it. And people were added to their number. Yeah, Every single right. one of those instances, you've got Luke saying, you know, win, win, win. And we read the stories and we think controversy, oh, that's bad. Uh, riot, oh, that's really bad. Right, right, Getting right. arrested, oh, even worse. Yeah. You know, just think about what's going on on Facebook, what's going on on CNN, what's going on on Twitter, what's going on, you know. And th- there, there, there's all kinds of controversy. And the, and the story, the message of, of, the, of the book of Acts is... No, when when God catapults you into the middle of the mess, that's a bigger megaphone for you to pro- proclaim Jesus, and more people are saved. But you have, but you got to be willing to go into that yeah. and and get your tail kicked. And every and everyone yeah. in our society is causing riots, except for pastors. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. More cross politic next. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. 
To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Welcome to the One Minute Apologist. One Minute Apologist. If you had one minute Apologia. to be able to unpack for the audience. We interview the world's leading apologists to provide credible answers to curious questions. Dr. Howe, what do Jehovah's Witnesses believe? Jehovah's Witnesses, let's look at what they believe about Jesus. Jehovah's Witnesses actually believe that Jesus Christ is Michael the Archangel from the Old Testament who became a man in the New Testament, did his work for God, and then now is Michael the Archangel again. So he's not God in the flesh as Christianity and the Bible has always taught. What would they say about salvation? Most of these groups, in fact, I don't know any of these groups that 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 doesn't say that salvation is by works. And note and Jehovah's Witnesses are very explicit that a person cannot be saved by faith alone, but has to do the appropriate works in order to be able to be with God after death. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I won't play the black today. <laughs> we gonna need some more men. <laughs> Pull off them sink, those skinny pants. <laughs> Put on some man pants. <laughs> Get in that pulpit <laughs> and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> can, can you tell we've been doing this for too long? Welcome back to, to Cross Politics. Yeah. Glory, glory, glory. Yes, glory. yes. Yeah, I feel good in this place. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think we need to get warm. I want some emails about the singing. Emails yes. about the singing. Yes. Please. Yes. And we're going to read them on air. Oh, um, yes. I want emails about yes. the singing. Well, email who and where? Crosspolitik at gmail.com. There we go. Okay. Crosspolitik at we go. gmail.com. You preach like that every Sunday? Oh. Have mercy. I'm getting sweaty in here. I need so, a, so can someone hand me a handkerchief? <laughs> Gabe is, is uh, opened his Bible. Yes. Uh, we just got real up I in this joint. It's right there, right there. No, right, my, right, dog, right. my dog chewed my Bible right there. No. No, I'm serious. That's not a lie. My dog chewed. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter one, yeah. two, and three. What well, do I do? Those are good ones. I know. <laughs> I know. So what do I do? He was digesting I, the word of God. I yes. can't. I can't take this scroll and eat it. Yep. My dog ate my Bible. No excuse. Okay. What are you trying to find? Um. So in uh, I wanted to uh, pick this up. So we were talking about pastors and 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 um kind of burnout and and what it meant to carry the cross of Christ as a pastor. And one of the things uh actually taking home, Toby's homiletic class um uh, a couple weeks ago, Toby brought up. Second uh, Corinthians chapter, I believe it's chapter four, uh, where Paul Paul basically said, um, "I'm I'm dying so that you can live. Mm. I'm I'm laying down my life as a pastor because Second Corinthians is all about him defending his apostleship and his pastorate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And and then chapter four, he just says, "I'm my goal is to die as a pastor so that y'all can live. Wow, yeah, super powerful, right? Um, and I can't find the verse still. <laughs> well, you guys." ordination it so you lay your hands on you know a man right the, right the pastors lay their hands on the man to ordain him okay in the old testament that's what they did to the sacrificial animals oh going out for slaughter right right so the part part and sin on when, when you bring the yep. animals to be sacrificed you lay your hands you lean your hands literally on the head of the animal and you were saying this is me this re- animal represents me and it represents my family represents my my people right and 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 bears my sins. Yeah. And then the animal's throat is slit, and the blood is poured out. It's butchered and put on the altar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Paul's not kidding when he says that we're called to be living sacrifices. 
Mm-hmm. But if your job entails men laying their hands on you, <laughs> then that's what it means. Yeah, wow. it means yeah. yeah no, you're we're all living sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, right. we're all called to lay our lives out. But but with Paul, we're called to actually pour our lives out. The ministers of the gospel, in particular, the hands were laid on you. Meaning now you represent this people. You represent your these people before God, and yeah. you represent God to these people. And you are a you are a sacrifice. Yeah, you're and you're gonna bleed. So, so the verse you're gonna that, bleed. That that's I love that what you just was saying there, and I wanted to bring. So you should run. This. Second, that's why I got out. Oh, <laughs> so Somebody's gonna die in this thing. <laughs> it's gonna be me. <laughs> you know. So Second Corinthians chapter four verse twelve. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Yep. And that's Paul. And he wasn't joking. That was a real. That wasn't like oh, just a spiritual death. He's dying. No, he, they are dying. Right. It is life and death. I mean, so they're getting accused of being false apostles, mm-hmm. you know, troublemakers. Every city they go into, they start preaching and the Jews get mad and the Jews stir up riots yeah. and tell the Romans that it's Paul's fault. Yep. And they yep. beat Paul, they, they stone Paul, they yep. put him in jail, they yep. cast him out of the city. Yep. I mean, he felt death. And the Corinthians are caught in the middle of this because, I mean, the second Corinthians is one of the most tense letters Paul writes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's walking this crazy fine line where he's like writing them, having rebuked them. Right. For being unfaithful. (laughs) It's a stinging rebuke. And, and then he he says, you know, and and, and he's, and he's rebuking them some more. Right. He's like, you know, do I need letters? Yeah. To prove that I'm, I'm, I'm a real apostle. Like some of the apostles do. Do I need like a, you know, you want to see my diploma or something? Yeah. He's having a Moses moment, isn't he? And and, and yes, he is. And he tells, and he he says, no, you are my epistle. Yeah. Oh, right. You're my letter. You're my letter. Was your life changed? Right. Did you, did you, did you, would you rise up from the dead? Did you get a new heart? Yeah. Did the Holy Spirit go inside you? Then that's that's it. That yeah. proves that my gospel is real. And but he's but he's expl- But part of the controversy is they're like, but you're always getting into trouble, Paul. <laughs> like, how can we know you're a real you're a real apostle because you're always getting into there's trouble? No peace with there's, you. there's always there's controversy. No right, right. And, and then you show up and you just ask us for money. Yeah. Right. He's like, so the accusation is he's a troublemaker. He's a false apostle, and he's just there to grab your money. Yeah. And Paul says, actually, I'm not. I'm not peddling the gospel we when we were there we didn't we didn't take any money from you we worked with our own hands yeah and he says actually that mess that you're seeing the controversy you're seeing it's by god's design in Mm. fact he and he designed preachers to get broken Mm. that's on purpose it's part of the plan and that's what he's talking about there in second corinthians 4 he's saying this is what's getting worked out this glory is inside of us and we're like jars of clay. This is not a design flaw. It's intentional. It's a design feature. Is, yeah. Right. Ooh. Right. He Man. says, how is the glory going to shine out? We're like vessels. We have this light in earthen vessels, yeah. this glory in earthen vessels. How is it going to shine out? Well, you got to bust them. You got to mm. break, break them. You got to break them. How, how did the glory of Jesus shine forth? Well, ultimately on the cross. It's really good. It's really good. You want to follow him? So. I want I want to get to you now. What? This, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm sitting here Toby, looking at so him. So Toby's, Toby's a pastor right at Trinity, and he came here in 1998 to start off at New St. Andrews. Yes. Which dreads. Which dreads. White man's dreads. I just want to know. So what's is that the, even since, a since thing? Since we're asking you, <laughs> ask, it is. It is. Ask, <laughs> ask Chris Lamaro. <laughs> <laughs> she used to tell you the stories. That's that's great. Well, and and you came out here to go to New St. Andrews. Right, I did, and yep. and you started from as a freshman? Maryland. Freshman from, from Maryland, yeah, as a freshman. Yep. And and what were you thinking 
First, first <laughs> what were you thinking? Why, why New Maryland? You're, you're yeah, gone. yeah, exactly. What why, were you thinking? What, what was NSA giving that you felt like you needed to have? 20 yeah. students. Yes, or less. This is a plug for NSA, if anybody don't know. New St. Andrews College. Dot edu. They do not take any federal funding. So I finished high school. I was in Maryland. Um, I was finishing high school and my dad starting to have that conversation, you know, with me about like, so what's next, son? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the blank look on my face. I don't know. Um, no, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I had this sense that, um, I, I was in a place in my life like you, Chuck. Um, I, I don't remember a time that I, I didn't know Jesus. Um, um, though I also similarly had some definite moments of conviction yes, along yes. the way. So, I mean, I know, you know, Holy Spirit's living inside me. It's not letting me get away with sin. Right. Right. Um, but definitely towards the end of high school, you know, it was one of the, it was, it was a moment, it was a time where, um, I was I was confused. I was asking some questions. I wasn't. I, I didn't walk away from God at all. I wasn't in in high rebellion. Dreads, uh, no dreads. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was definitely. I'd had some disillusionment. I was I was foolish. I mean, there was there's was, was a mixture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I at least had a little bit of sense to know. Like um, I don't know. Maybe I didn't have sense, but God was kind enough to protect me. Just to know, like I better not go to the university. I better not go to mm-hmm. a big pagan yeah. school. I I don't think I've got the right i'm not ready for that yeah you aren't all the way grounded to I'm not, take on i'm not a grounded challenge like that. I, I think yep. i think i just wasn't ready for it and yep. and um and so i i didn't want to do that and then all the christian colleges looked like 13th grade mm-hmm. right you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about 13th yeah. grade. you know it's like yeah. so like you can keep doing like high school here with us with all the same rules and dress codes and we're going to yeah. babysit you and hold your hand yeah. <laughs> and you have to go to you know it's just it wasn't appealing to me. I yeah. went to a Christian high school, and okay. uh, I mean, it was it, it was fine. You were ready to get out, I, but I was ready to move on. <laughs> and some there were some great teachers there, um, great folks there. But at the same time, I was ready to do something different. Yeah. And uh, so I'd heard of Saint um, John's in Annapolis, Maryland, which is only thirty minutes away. Saint John's is a, um, or at least has been. I think it's in. It, there's some controversy over whether it's changing, but it was a great books classics program. Um, start, I think it was started in like 1600s. Whoa. It's like one of the oldest colleges in the oh, country. Wow. Uh, I looked it up at one point. Um, but they're they're famous for just having very like, like we just read old books and we talk about them. Nice. We don't have normal grades. We don't have normal credits. We don't, you know, it's just one major. Everybody comes in and we read, you know, all the classics. And they and they still have done that for a long time. <laughs> wow. And um, so we, you know, they read Augustine. They read Plato. They read, you know, Thomas Aquinas. They read John Calvin. They read... Charles Darwin, wow. they read Benjamin, yeah. you know, all of it. Yeah. And they wow. just sit around, they talk about it. It's kind of, it's cool, old classics program. It's very much shifted from its Christian roots. Right. It's very lefty, liberal mm-hmm. now, though they still read a lot of those same books. And you, you study Greek and music and philosophy and all this kind of stuff. So I was, I was very intrigued by that program. But again, similarly, I was kind of concerned about the worldview stuff. And I still thought like, oh, I don't know if culturally and everything else, if I've got uh, that's the best thing. It's also, I don't know that I think maybe tuition was even kind of difficult to swing. And in the middle of that friend of the family drops a copy of credenda agenda. Credenda. Yes. On my dad's desk. <laughs> yes. Dangerous magazine. Yes. And, um, and so my dad opens it up, flips through it. I mean, I don't know everything that he thinks about it, but he looks at it and sees this little black and white newspaper ad for new St. Andrews college, truth, beauty, goodness, you know, you know, on a website. And this is back in the days of dial up, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that a gender? Did you did you say a gender pronoun there? <laughs> That's my pronoun. That's, That's my pronoun. pronoun. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for the respect. Uh, if we have any young listeners, they have no idea what we just did. They're like, what is that sound? Yeah. You got to listen to the last episode. Uh, for that, for that the the uh, but we um, 
So I pull it up, and right away, it's like, oh, it's a classics program. They read a ton of books. They get together to discuss it. Okay. It's Christian. It's like, you know, full on straight up like Christian. My dad thinks it's kind of awesome because a lot of the books are books that he read in seminary. (laughs) I got the classic Uh stuff, Latin, Greek, philosophy, music. And also we're not going to babysit you. You have to be your own man here. You come here. Can't be a sissy. You you can't be a sissy. You got to be an adult. You got to be a contributing member of society, which it was going to take me a while to become that. But (laughs) because of the dreads, but at least (laughs) I was, I was very much drawn to that vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, we we applied. I was accepted. We flew out to check out this little town in northern Idaho to make sure, like, okay, is this a real deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of scam. Yeah. <laughs> Send your money first. <laughs> we get here, and everything at that time was all in one little building. Was that was it, that was in Chris Schleck's house? Well, well, well yeah, that's where the that's where no, the, well, the, not just one building. No, no, no. Well, when I, when I no, actually, when I visited it was all in one building it was it's the now it's the now it's the h&r block building. oh yes that was yes. christ church canon press new st andrews college yes. and i don't know maybe something else wow all in this one little office little yep. you know you're kidding everything yeah. you, you know where rants and raves is at. yeah it's behind that yeah but the um but i so i went inside and in like a couple classes there little recitations i mean I, I don't even think there were 20 students yet i mean i think there was like maybe 12 um 98 and my class that came in in fall of 98 had 24 students so we i think we more than doubled or around doubled it um the the um well no we was more than doubled um the uh, size of the zoom body and that's when they bought the house that um became new st andrews for four years so the four years i went to college were at chris lex house (laughs) that's what just going to college you know you know where that is and my professor's house yeah yeah um for four years i think the very last quarter um before i graduated we had a class down in what is now um, anselm house Yes, but they never had the the building when I was wow. there. Yeah. Um, Look at what God has done, though. I it's mean, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and my brother came here. I think in ninety nine. The year I think after, so. The yeah, I think so. Then yeah, he yeah, came yeah. next yeah. year. So, what did you know? What you were getting into when you decided to go to NSA? Did you know what no. worldview were, that? You, I mean, I knew it was broadly Protestant Reformed. Yeah. Um, what were you? You were PC. OPC. You were, oh, you were OPC. Yeah, I, okay, I grew so up OPC only perfect church. You. you <laughs> You, so you were reformed already. You grew up in a reform environment, but did. then you came to NSA, and right. I'm guessing that you became reformed again, right? Yeah, I did. It was, it was. You know, I feel like in a lot of ways. I mean, I was given so much um, growing up, and a yeah. lot, I was given mm-hmm. tons, and and yeah, it was man. glorious. I feel like in a lot of ways there were. Uh, it was like it was like walking into a garage or a tool shed, where there's like you know tools all over the walls, and um and growing up we maybe used about you know five of them. There's actually like, you know, 50 or, you know, more. A garage full. And, and yeah, a garage full. And, and one of the big things, you know, and, and about um, what I was given at New St. Andrews in this community mm-hmm. was you get here and all of a sudden you got guys pulling other tools off, you know, and these things, you know, and, and you're like, are you, allowed to, are you allowed to do that? I want to do that. Are, I want to go play that. Are you sure? And, yeah. and uh, so it was, it was this, so in some ways it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't like a paradigm shift, right. but it was like, here's how your paradigm works. Here's right. how, here's how all those tools actually work. Um, and you know, dust the, you know, get the dust off here and put it to work. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say like, and it's a lot of application, honestly, it was a lot of like, you know, you know, this principle, right. Here, here's a way to, here, here's how you apply it. Yes. Um, and, um, and I think, you know, it took me about a, I don't know, year and a half of bonks and bruises and, uh, God gave me another, you know, uh, several dads out here. Yeah. 
yeah, um, right, that right. that loved me and and did kind of like what you know the lady pra- preacher did yeah, with yeah. the guy with the braids. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> did, <laughs> made you know, stand up in the middle of church. It was you know. <laughs> it was the, it was the, the the Moscow NSA version version of doing it yeah. and they, but I they did they did and they were faithful and God used that to grow me up yeah, yeah. and uh, and I'm still grown up but yeah. um yeah so you know when in in 2000 um I don't know 2006 2007 somewhere in there probably 2007 when uh, the elders I was I was gone I'd gone to seminary went to South Carolina mm-hmm. um. I didn't have any, I didn't know if we were going to come back or not. We left, you know, yeah. uh, we'd, we'd been part of Trinity, just members. I'd done grave fires and whatever. You got married here? Uh, we got married in Maryland. Oh, Maryland. My okay. wife is from Maryland, okay. but we had, we had, you know, gotten married and we're living in Moscow, Moscow for, yeah. for, for, um, several years, six, five, six years. Um, and, uh, but then in South, when, when the elders called me, the Trinity elders, they were looking for a pastor, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I, I mean, I, I wanted to sort of laugh on the one hand be like, <laughs> You know, you know, you know who you're asking. You know who you're, you know who you're talking about, right? <laughs> Do you remember me? Like, you remember? Like, yeah. Can we show you a picture? This yeah. is Toby Sumter. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sumter. Uh, <laughs> so I, real but, quick, real quick, but, I went and preached at my old church back in Texas um, probably five years ago. Yeah. And a bunch of people showed up, I think, just because they couldn't believe it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was kind of like that kind of kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's that's probably still what's going on in yeah. at Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are still showing up they're, they're because they're like, they're like, they're like Toby, this, this, Toby. The past has been six years. I can't believe it's you. I'm still looking at for the dreads. But I, but I told told my wife. I mean, like, but at the same time, I I have too much respect for these men who have been fathers in my life to not. Yeah, but absolutely. Like, like if they, I mean, if they think this is a good idea, then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. You know, I'm I'm gonna really seriously consider this. So when when I was when I found out about you, I was working at uh, I was working actually. At American Vision, I had seen a. I was working with Darren Doan on something, another project, mm. and you were in Kirk Cameron's um, Unstoppable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That you, was hilarious. You, you filmed that, and you you filmed it on Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was something radically different from the way I'd just become reformed. Um, I'm actually Christian Missionary Alliance. I think I became a, a Reformed Baptist, yeah. and then um, I'm just now getting to the PCA, and I'm just eating up all this. Ex, uh, exegetical teaching, the Westminster Confession, and just all these rules on biblical exegesis, right? So I am like <laughs> nailing it right now. I just like I got this you down. Got the ABC formula Dude, down. Got yes. Parse Par- that verb, baby. Oh yeah. man, I was all over it, you yeah. know. And all of a sudden, I see this interview with you and Darren, and I realize you just blew up my world. Uh-oh. You you blew up my world on how you did the exegesis. It was not formal. Right, you know that though, right? You yeah. you know you and and so so everybody doesn't know. Just it's not just us having this conversation, and everybody else <laughs> be like, oh yeah. So, so break down Job for everyone real quick, just like as, as fast as you can. Simple Ooh, breakdown. Of, oh man, you know um, you, you got you got two minutes. Break down Job, and then and if you can show the separation between how you set it up versus how it's typically understood. Yeah. Maybe you can help me tease it out, but I'll, um, so short form, Job is the story about a son. Um, the whole opening is all about sons, and Job is a son, um, who loves his sons, and there is a day in which the sons of God appear in the presence of God, and I think one of the massive opening you know, opening questions God is is wheeling and dealing with 
the Satan mm-hmm. about um, this son. And, mm. and I think that whole question is about, you know, how does, what does it mean to be a son? Mm-hmm. And, um, and does Job think, does Job really love God like a son? Right. Does he, does he relate to God like a father, like, like yeah. God is his father right, right. and is, and, and, or does he just love him because he gets good stuff out of it? Right. And, 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 and what, is, why is God doing this? Why is God talking about Job this way? Why is he talking about a son this way? And is this really what a father does to a son? To a son. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and I think that's, that's really the, the setup. And so all of the calamities that befall him, of course, ultimately, um, Job responds like a faithful son, refuses to curse his father. Um, the, uh, mm. I, I believe that Job is actually, we're told he's the greatest man in the East. He's actually the greatest of the sons of the East. So that's the son part. But I think that means he's the king in the East, right. probably a king in, in, uh, um, Moab. And he, um, right on schedule, he's caused all this, all this calamity has fallen upon him. Right. And just like the Corinthians do with Paul. Right, <laughs> there right, must be right. something wrong. He did something yeah. wrong. Something's right. wrong here. I don't think those three friends are friends at all. Actually, um, I think they're probably neighboring kings or chief advisors, and um, they're trying to knock Job off. Mm. I think they want him dead. Take over the country. I want right? to the, take him over. The, they want to take over the country, and all they need to do is they need to get Job to admit that he is wrong. And if they can get him to admit that he committed some kind of bad sin, bad crime, then they can put him in jail. Right, 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 right. They can knock him off, and then they can take over the kingdom. Job says, "So I don't think it's just well-meaning friends. That's one of the things that it's, everyone says. Oh, you know, don't be a Job. You know, don't be a friend of Job like that, and mean well. They didn't mean well. Yeah. Job yeah. actually says that. Job says, "You're trying to kill me. <laughs> what are you doing? You came here to kill me. Um, I, you know, why are you treating me this way? Um, ultimately, um, God shows up in the whirlwind, and this is one of the things that I thought was a radical because I've always read that as." He's gonna give it to Job, right? Yeah. Like, he so, messed so, up Job. So you know? all all these chapters, you've got Job arguing with the three friends, saying, "No, I didn't do anything wicked. Yeah, I'm a sinner like everybody else, but I didn't do anything wicked." And then meanwhile, he's pleading, "I want to talk to God. I want to talk to God about this. Yeah, I want to talk to yeah, God." Yeah. And they're saying, "You can't talk to God. No one talks. You can't talk to God. No one talks. And you're a sinner. And you're wicked. And don't you know this is God's judgment on you?" Yeah. He says, "I want to mm-hmm. talk to God. I want to talk to God." Elihu shows up, mysterious Elihu, whoever he is, yeah. and he's like, gives us four chapter, you know, four speeches, four sermons on why you can't talk to God. He's a seventeen year old. You know, you can't talk to God. You can't talk to God. Is a storm, and you can't talk to a storm. Yeah. Chapter thirty-eight, one, and then the Lord spoke to Job out of the whirlwind. That's right. Just smack, right? Right. Elihu. Right? Yeah. You, got you, this can't, wrong. you can't <laughs> talk to the storm. And the storm speaks. Which is the first thing. You know, it's like, what is God talking to Job? Right? Well, because he loves him. Yeah. What what are the speeches all about? Really fast. I mean, you I just wrote a book on I mean, I don't the, know. The, the, this is a whole oh, We're plugging the book. So it's a book plug now. Really quick. So so he is not giving Job the cosmic smackdown. Which is what is preached as almost right. all yeah. the time. He's not saying, Job, you get back in your place. Yeah. You know, what are you doing trying to talk to me? No. No. Um, what he's doing is he's saying, Come on, boy. Come on. He says mm. he, he starts talking about all his favorite stuff. Do you know about snowflakes? It's like encouraging your son. Do you know about lightning? Yeah. Do you know about the, where the depths of the earth are? Do you know about, you know, and he's asking all these questions. And a lot of the commentaries say he's asking all these questions that Job can't answer, which is not true. It's right. He it's says, right. do you know about the birthing habits of mountain goats? 
Well, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Job knows about mountain goats. I don't know. He's got lots of flocks, right? At the beginning right, of the book, right, right? Right, right, like, right. But he, if he, even if he doesn't, he can go find out. Yeah. He says, do you know about hawks and how they fly? Can you find out about that? Yeah, he can. He knows about war horses. He asked, God asked him about war horses. He's not asking about questions he doesn't know. Right, right. God's right. showing him his world and showing him how complex and beautiful and glorious it is and saying, come on, don't mm. you want to learn about this? And then he says, do you know about Leviathan? You going to wrestle Leviathan? Leviathan is this great dragon, and, and I play with Leviathan. Mm. And I think the implication of all of it is God's showing him through this, this, these speeches that I'm your dad. I'm your father, and I sent some dragons for you mm. to wrestle, to fight. And those weren't even the biggest dragons of them all. Mm. I, 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 I tame the Satans. I say I tame the dragons. Yeah. I play with them. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I do let them come and toy with you, but because I love you, because I want you to grow up and I want you to be like me. Mm. And so it's a story about the love of a father for a son who sends his son through suffering because he loves him in order to bring him to glory. Mm. Right. Which reminds us of our Jesus. Amen. Right. Jesus is our great Job. <clears throat> right. And the father how did he learn obedience? Through suffering. Through suffering. Amen. Right? In order to bring many sons to glory. Amen. amen. So, you can read more about and, it. And God did the same thing to his son, Jesus. Yeah. He gave him the wilderness. Sent he gave him, him to Satan. fight the dragon. He gave him, right? The cross. And that, ultimately gave him the cross. That's, right? that's the great dragon. If you have enjoyed cross politics, <laughs> please donate. <laughs> please write your, uh, your love offerings. I, you can, if you want to read more about it, it's, it's a son for glory. Yeah. On canapress.com. Uh, I think you can find it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Press. Okay. Yeah. Press is Be sure book. to go pick up Pastor Toby Sumter's book. And what's yep. the name of the book, Pastor? A Son for Glory. A Son for Glory. Wrapping this up. Thank you so much for listening to Cross Politic. Please pay your offerings at crosspolitik.com. Thank you. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Hey, real quick before we go, thank you for listening to us on this episode. Get to know us a little more. We're going to little... interview Gabe next this time. Is, this is just an episode a little more about us, what we're doing here. So thank you for joining us, and I hope that kind of gives you a little more insight into Cross Politic and who we are. So there we go. Just bring your offerings up. This there is all the time. <laughs> yeah.